responses, I get it. Man, okay, this set's a lot harder than I thought it was gonna be. You guys are real judgmental pricks. Okay, well now that we've sat in silence a little bit too long, uh, I'll tell you guys a little bit about myself. Uh, I went to Christian school for 19 years. Yes, I know, thank you, thank you. Uh, which means I didn't have a lot of sex growing up. Uh, I had a lot of Christian sex, which is like sex, but over the clothes and covered in guilt. Um, yeah, it was a good time. No, I went to Christian college. I, I didn't know what a clitoris was until I was like 22. I just thought it was a dinosaur I'd never heard of before. Uh, yeah, like the clitoris rex or something like that. Which is crazy, because I was a Christian. I didn't even believe in dinosaurs. <laughs> no, it was fun. I, I, like I said, I went to Christian college. I went to Liberty University. Anybody familiar? No? Jerry Falwell's university? Yes. Yeah, the guy who said that 9-11 happened because of the gays. That is my alma mater. We had segregated male and female dorms. Uh, we couldn't watch R-rated movies, and we had a curfew at 10 o'clock. And I know what you guys are thinking, and yes, there's a lot of gay shit that went on there. There was a lot of gay shit going on right underneath the surface. It was weird, they had like an AA-style group for gay people that they called Mirage, which is like, first of all, could you have named that group anything gayer? Like, seriously. <laughs> And second of all, it was basically like an in-person grinder, you know? Like, these gay kids went in, they're like, oh, these are the other kids that kind of want to fuck me? Okay, all right, I can deal with this. Now, I was on the debate team there, and uh, the way debate works, you have two-person teams, basically talk about whatever the fuck you want. Me and my teammate decided we wanted to talk about queer theory, because he was a gay man going to a Christian university, um, which is not a joke, he was just very oppressed. Um, don't feel too bad for him, though. He, like, fucked half the baseball team. Like, he was having a good time. Yeah. Oh, Gays for Jesus. Oh, Clits 2016, so I missed a couple. I, okay, all right, guys. Way to keep it classy. But no, I was on this debate team, and uh, it led to awkward conversations where people would be like, oh, you talk about homosexuality and queer theory, are you gay? And I have to be like, no, but my partner is. Uh, no, I, I don't belong in the single world. I never have. Um, I have a girlfriend now. Give it up for her, Adora. Woo, yes. And it's wonderful. And I'll give you guys an example. Like, I remember before I uh, got in this relationship, I would just go out to bars. And, like, some dudes, they can go out to bars. They can get some liquid courage. They can say whatever the fuck they want. But I could never do that. It was never enough. So, like, before I started dating her, I went to bars and just started roofing myself. Um, just threw back a couple quaaludes, saw where the night was going to take me, you know. I remember this one time, I went to this bar, and I look, and I see, I look across the dance floor, and I see this girl I'm really attracted to. Why am I really attracted to her? Because she's Indian, and uh, I identify as Mumbai Curious. And um, yeah, LGBTQM, look it up. But no, uh, so I looked at her, and she looked back at me, and I smiled, and she smiled back, and I came in my pants. And uh, I shook that off, and I walked over to her, and I said probably the worst thing you can say to someone you think is like vaguely Indian. I was just like, hey, are you Indian or are you Pakistani? <laughs> like I was gonna hit her with the regional diction and her panties would drop or something like that. I had no idea what I expected. But she looked back at me and her face immediately dropped and she was just like, no, I'm Mexican. Oh shit. Sorry about that. Oh shit, right? And what I should have said was, I'm sorry, you know, you're beautiful. Would you like to dance? You know, I'm sorry, you're beautiful. Could I buy you a drink? What I did say was, in my defense, uh, Columbus did it first. You know, because he was looking for Indians, he found Mecca. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Trump again, now that people aren't going to text in clit 2016 whenever I start talking about him. I love Donald Trump, and I love him because he tells it like it fucking is. Like, my favorite example of this is when he got in that kerfuffle with McCain. You guys remember? 
No, nobody follows politics? Okay, well, I'll explain it. So, John McCain, the distinguished senator from Arizona. <laughs> there it is, yeah. Sorry you're sitting in the splash zone, sir. No, yeah. <laughs> but Trump, uh, so McCain t uh, says to a, an interview who asked him a question about Trump, he's just like, yeah, Trump's ringing out the crazies in the Republican Party. And then Mc or Trump, without missing a beat, is just like, you know, McCain is a hero because uh, he got captured. I like soldiers who weren't captured. Yeah. It's like you say, no, if you're a soldier and you get captured, seems like you're a pretty shitty soldier. I agree. I agree, Donald Trump. No, but, and the best part of it was like the Twitter response afterwards. It was like all these army wives who were like, you know, guilty that they're cheating on their husbands while they're deployed or just like, oh no, all soldiers are brave. All soldiers are brave. Are really all soldiers brave? Do I really have to give, you know, honor and respect to like some teenager who's sitting in a, a Colorado bunker jacking off to drone footage? Like really? Is that honor? And even, you know, like some people can make the argument like going to Afghanistan might be honorable or courageous, but it's like saying that it's honorable or courageous for um, Team USA basketball to be playing Libya, right? We have all the best um, troops, we have all the best facilities, all the best training, and we're sitting there, you know, playing against a team that has six dudes and a donkey that can rebound, you know? Three days into the tournament, they have to decide if they want to crash the offensive glass or eat, right? That's not a decision you want to have to make. Oh, no, that's good. Okay, here. Uh, <laughs> is there anything more coming up? Trunk thinks Bose. Oh, thank you, Donald Trump. I think I'm... Wrap it up? Okay, all right, fine. We have some comics getting a little testy in the back there, or maybe a crowd member who's pissed off at me. But regardless, um, we're going to keep this comedy show moving. Uh, so I'm going to bring up your first act, a wonderful woman who uh, hosts her own show on the radio. What, what radio station is that again? Uh, yes, yes, exactly. Go and find her. Um, give it up for your first comic, Miss Valerie Branch. My... Goodness, you're tall. Um, so yeah, no, it's uh, it's a crowd in here. I love this little place. Woo! Thanks for coming out and supporting live heckling. You know, because it's not like there's any other mics in this town to do that. But this is a really really nice format. Um, I a little bit about myself. Am a professional fag hag. Thank you. Um, I know this is not a popular term, but I've tr been trying to think of what a better descriptor is of me. And so far, I've tried fruit fly. I'm not a fan of that. I really think it, I mostly come up with, oh, there I am, Valerie. Ooh, uh, my name's in lights. I've made it. Um, really, I just think of myself as a gay enabler. I've been enabling gay men <laughs> since before I knew that they were gay. I just thought they had pretty makeup. And so... <laughs> We have a lot in common. Um, yeah, I grew up doing ice skating and ballet, so all of my male role models looked fantastic in spandex. And um, right, it just kind of translated right into present-day San Francisco, hanging out with drag queens. Woo, give it up for drag, right? Uh, I love drag queen names. I know Ginger Snap uh, is one of them. Uh, Kit Tapata was in here. Uh, not, not the most creative name, but... Um, so many, uh, my name, I, I also do drag. Uh, I'm what they call a faux queen because I'm not really a man dressed up as a woman. I know, it's hard to tell. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm a woman dressing as a man, impersonating a, wo um, a woman. Yeah, got myself confused on that one. Uh, and there's a term for this, uh, it's called having no sex life. 
I recently uh, took an HIV test because you're supposed to know your status, and it came back single. So there's that. Uh, I'd branch that vow. Woo! Love me the gays. That's going to be my T-shirt. So my marketing is done. Love me the gays. Um, yeah, no, I, I actually learned a lot by going to gay bars. Like um, when a guy puts his bar napkin in the top of his beer bottle, it doesn't actually mean he's flagging that he's a top or a bottom. It means, bitch, that's my beer. Um, so that was awkward. <laughs> I apologized. And I explained to him that when I go to a bar and I put a napkin on my drink and I walk away, that is code for please roofie my drink. Because I've written it right on the napkin. <laughs> yeah, I'm a modern woman. I do pack my own condoms. I roofie my own drinks. And so far, I'm sleeping great. Wake up surrounded by cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is going on? Um, gay bars, straight bars. Well, it's getting to the point where my friends are like, girl, you, you got to start dating again. All my gay friends are like, please get laid. So they're trying to rehabilitate me and send me back to my natural environment. Um, which is, they think, uh, Walnut Creek and an Applebee's at lunchtime. And this is a foreign land to me. So they're like, go sit down to someone uh, in the bar wearing Dockers, talk to them, chat them up, go on a date. I did that. It turns out my pickup line is, hey, girl, hey. Um, so straight world is weird for me still. More cat jokes. Cats, cats, cats. Oh, cats, cats, cats. Oh. Yeah, I know. Um, it's so original. <laughs> my true story, my mom is a, a did do cat rescue, so that uh, has, it scarred me for life. No, literally, I will never be a hand model now. Um, thank you, Fluffy. Uh, what else do I want to say about cats? Nothing. No. <laughs> no, never saw the musical, never cared to. I always see musicals like a decade after they come out. Like I saw Rent in like 2012. I was like, oh, this is, I guess it's poignant. Yeah, AIDS is bad, okay. <laughs> it's funny, because my, my life now is a bunch of starving artists who are HIV something. You know, positive, negative, pro, con, I don't know. Um, and San Francisco I love because everybody has a freak flag and everyone flies it. There's a parade for every frickin' thing you want. I think I've decided that my flag is um, cat hair and glitter. Yeah, there's your cat joke. Was that you? <laughs> okay. Pick the heckler. I like this game. So, uh, oh God. I also, I, I know that we're supposed to practice safe sex, and it, I was just on this last radio show, we we're talking about, you know, who's using the condoms and who's not out there. and. I don't know, I've test marketed a lot of condoms because I want to know what the best one is for me. And so far I'm not real impressed with the Catholic condom. It's just full of holes, you know, just <laughs> great for straining spaghetti, thank you. Um, there is a controversial new condom on the market. It's meant for a uh, man's penis to be in a woman's vagina, but it feels like he's in another man's asshole. And it's called the closet. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I had anything, I th I'm like, I'm, I'm reaching into my joke bag of like five years ago, and this is what's coming up, I know, you're welcome. Anyone want to heckle me, really, because I could use material? Be great, thanks.
Oh, thank you. That's a, like a real, yeah, a real heckle. I, it was a compliment heckle. Are you sure you're from, where is it, New York, Jersey somewhere? Because that was way too nice. Oh, look, San Francisco's made you soft. Oops, down there. Moisturize. <laughs> rice rack, rice neck. <laughs> hmm, wordplay, my favorite wordplay. Um, let's see. I've done the gay stuff. I've done the. I'm a drag queen. I've done. Oh shit! I have no more material. This is wonderful. I live in Vallejo. Give it up for that. Seven oh seven. Um, yeah, so I actually grew up in Contra Costa County, which when I was a kid, it was tremendously white, tremendously white. Uh, now it's tremendously expensive, and I cannot afford it. So uh, I call it Contra Costly County. Um, <laughs> and here's a, here's a little one-liner for you. I like to set up my one-liners. Can you tell I'm not used to one-liners? It's great. Um, how do you say beast in Pig Latin? Isve, that's right, that's right, because it's a beast. Um, no, I, when I went to high school at Mont, Mont, uh, what was that? Monta Vista, I was out in there. Um, I went to school with not one, but both black students in the entire district. And the most affluent neighborhood out there is called Black Hawk. And I was like, they did not do their demographics, they don't know. What? I moved to the 707. I'm in Vallejo now, and that really changed up things in the demographic. Um, I now live in a beautiful condo, and it is painted blue, which is how I know that I am a crip. Thank you. Um, Danville for life, yo. That is how the Danvillians speak. Uh, I was an Alamoisian, uh, but that's the Danvillians. And yeah, that's Pam. I know that's you, Pam. <laughs> Woo, cheerleader, Monte Vista. You were what, what high school did you? Center Mount, ooh, yellow and green. Who picked snot colors for you guys? We were the Mustangs, kick ass, woo! That was ours, we had little horse hooves on our booties and um, <laughs> now that's just part of Fifty Shades of Grey, I guess. Oh, that's the light, thank you, that's light of mercy, I appreciate that. Um, was that like the fifth light and I just didn't recognize it? because I love bombing so much. Uh, but yeah, I, I love, I dig being in Vallejo. The best thing is uh, I live across the river from the CNH Sugar Factory, which is not a beautiful view at all. I just figured that I could really score a sugar daddy there, and I was wrong. I, there's, there's no money to be had there. So now I'm doing stand-up comedy for you here. I've been Valerie Branch. You've been very patient. Give it up for yourselves. That was hot. Yeah, I'll take that. Nice hecklers. Uh, yes. Hey, everybody, give it up for Val one last time. Yes. Yes. You guys can text, you know, feel free, you know. Oh, man. So um, let's keep that energy going for your next comic, Mr. Mike Evans. Get your fingers ready to text. Didn't expect that at all. Um, <laughs> so I've been doing stand-up for, got a picture? Okay, so I've been doing stand-up <laughs> for about a year now, but uh, every time I tell somebody I do stand-up, I always tell them like I've been doing it for like a week. Just to like lower expectations off the bat. You know what I mean? This is how, how it works, because like anytime you tell somebody you do stand-up, they expect you to be a level of funny. 
that you might not be ready for. And uh, like this, this is my second week of school at SF State. And thank you, thank you. And uh, all the teachers tend to call students up in the front of the class and like, hey, tell us about someone about yourself. And I always say like, oh, I do stand-up comedy. And the teachers are always like, oh, hey, hey, tell a joke for us, Mike. And I'm just like, nah, like, it's not gonna happen. Cause like, I still wanna fuck girls in my class. <laughs> I'm not gonna get friend zoned instantly like with, with a joke that I say, it's bad. I made the mistake of leaving my joke book open in one of my classes this week as I went to the bathroom. And I came back and like, there's these girls reading it and then looking at me like, there's something wrong with this motherfucker. <laughs> For any community in the room who knows that having somebody read your joke book it's like your mom watching you play Grand Theft Auto. You know what I'm saying? Because you're fucking shit up in Grand Theft Auto. I beat women and kill cops on purpose in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> like, I don't even do the missions. I just go in and start blowing up shit. That's, <laughs> love doing that. So these girls are looking at me, just kind of just like freaking out a little bit. And now, now there's a whole new group of girls that don't want to fuck me at SF State. <laughs> there's already too many of those. There's all the teachers. There's all the girls I meet in elevators that don't want to fuck me, and now, and now my whole, the communications major at SF State does not want to fuck Mike Evans, which is really rough. So I needed that. I don't like jacking off as much. No, I'm kidding. No, but uh, SF State admitted 9,000 people. Oh, Chappelle, I was thinking that too. Yeah, I get that a lot. Man, racist people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Broke racist. Oh, this is great. Otis Elevator Six. That's weird. Otis Elevator. I got that today for some reason. I was walking down the street. Somebody just screamed that at me. Kill the whites. Woo. All right. I'm gonna go back to my set. <laughs> anyway. Um. That's intense. I think my thoughts are just projecting on the board now. <laughs> Not good. Not good at all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get shot soon. Uh, but anyway, fuck. Damn, this is tough. This is like a thing. <laughs> Holy shit. Looks like every black guy ever. This is not true. Are you saying that because of my shirt right now? Like, every teacher was like, it's nice you have you on your shirt, Mike. This is fucking Snoop Dogg, everybody. This is, I look nothing like that at all. But anyway, shit, all right, back, back to my joke. Uh, fucking, man, I lost track. Like, this is, like, this is the best day ever. House 3.5. I get it, like, house party? Is that, was that the joke? Because of my hair? For sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, so SF State admitted 9,000 new freshmen this year. Like, it sounds like a good idea for like money-wise, but my personal shit spot is gone. Like, I used to shit in the same bathroom, in the same hallway every day at 3.45 p.m., and now I can't shit there anymore. It's rough. How do you admit 9,000 people into an institution without interviewing them? They could be murderers, or even worse, Chinese people. Lord knows we have so many Chinese people in San Francisco. There are more Chinese people in San Francisco than there are blades of grass. <laughs> Serious. But I think, I don't know, it's because the women are so beautiful, like I understand. Chinese people have the best pussy. Think about it. 
Chinese pussy is so good that they have a population problem. <laughs> it's too good. That's how it is. I, I talk to my dad about this shit sometimes, man. Like, ah, my dad talks about pussy like, ah, he's just, he's just way cooler than I was at, that I am at 20. Like, he always says like, man, Mike, back when I was 20, I was getting more pussy than pancakes. Then pan, you know how easy it is to get a pancake right now? You can go to Denny's at any time of day. That's how easy it was for my dad to get pussy. I don't know what I'm gonna tell my son. Like shit, Mike. I'll be, I'll name my son Mike, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> shit, Mike. <laughs> Man, back when I was 20, I jacked off so much, I couldn't get hard during actual sex. I was getting for that old flaccid dick. She take one good look at my dick and then leave. It's fucked up. But thank God for fingering though, right? I was, in high school, I was the Malcolm X of fingering. And whoever brought leggings back into style was my nation of Islam. Cause think about what leggings are in 2015. Leggings are the new miniskirt. They highlight the ass, it's easy access to vagina. And when girls are wearing them in cold weather, they're just looking for some dick. It's jokes like that is why, like, if you look up the word friend zone in the dictionary, this face pops up, like, instantly. It's kind of, even that wasn't funny, this is great. Um, <laughs> no, but I think it's the way I kind of think, like, I'm, I'm a very dirty-minded guy. It gets really bad. Like, for, in every guy group of friends, there's always, like, a music guy and guys who know a lot about cars. And, like, guys who know about music in general and cooking and shit. Like, I'm the porn guy. That, that's... If there was a final, if there was like a fantasy draft of porn stars, I would wreck shit every year. It would be great for me. It would be fantastic. But it's not like that, unfortunately. Like, when I see like the finest girl in the world, like, I never have like clean thoughts like, oh, hey, I'll take her on a date. Or she looks like a good wife material. Like, my first thought is, I would break her leg with my dick. Oh my God, she is fine. And every guy in here is like guilty of like really bad thoughts. Like think about it. the finest girl could be walking past a group of guys and everybody's first thought is I would fuck the shit out of that girl. Right? A crazy phrase. That girl is so beautiful that I would fuck her until poo comes out. That's ridiculous. Lumbercock. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate the compliment. But um but yeah, I just, I think girls, there's no way girls talk about themselves that way, right? In terms of sex, right? Not at all. Not like, hey girl, yeah girl, I got a shit right now. I think I'm gonna go to Mike's house and get this shit fucked out of me tonight. No? Hey girl, yeah, I had Mike over last night. Yeah, I told him to come in a bucket and then pour it on me when I'm asleep. Yeah, I've never done that before, by the way. I've never done that, like, don't worry. That's not, it's not a thing that I do. But I feel like there's not, like, I don't know, the only way you could really say that nowadays is in song. I would fuck Mike until Boo comes out. Thank you. I see my dad's in the audience. Um, but anyway, no, it seems like the only way <laughs> That you can say fucked up shit like that is in song. You've heard that song on the radio lately, right? You've heard that song that goes, I would decorate your face with about a bucket's worth of my semen. I want to fuck this shit out of you, girl. 
Yes, fucking you until you go, poo girl. <laughs> I want to break your leg with... I want to break your leg with my cock. Leaving your clitoris in shock. Mm, I want to dick you down, girl. Dick you down, girl. I love to dick you down tonight. Mm. We've all heard that song. It's by Neo or somebody like that, right? It's it's a pretty pretty popular song. <laughs> um, fucking shit, dude. This is. <laughs> I love this heckler shit. Yo, Mike, let's start a band right now. I am down, man. It's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a lot of jokes like this, tell you right now. My friends have heard me freestyle rap and it's just cock and balls like left and right. It's bad. And I'm not even gay, so it's like that's like questionable in my head that I'm always thinking that shit though, right? I don't know. No, but um I was gonna say. Now the last time I took a girl to a show before before she friend zoned me, um was this ASAP Ferg show. For those, clap if you know who ASAP Ferg is. Right? For those that don't know who he is, he has this beautiful song called Dump Dump, and the chorus goes, I fucked your bitch, nigga. I fucked your bitch. I fucked your bitch, nigga. I fucked your bitch. Oh, she sucked my dick, nigga. She sucked my dick. Yeah. She sucked my dick, nigga. She sucked my dick. That song is just as fun to see live as you think it is. <laughs> People were jumping around and shit. People's bitches were getting fucked on stage. It was a hell of a time. It was great. Man. Is Gucci back in jail? Is that a thing? Is that, he's in jail right now? Gucci's always in jail. It's like Gucci and Shook Knight. They're just in jail like all the time. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, after that song went on, like a couple of ASAP Ferg's like boys came off stage and were talking to us, and they were just like, "Hey man, like how like how would you guys like to come backstage and visit ASAP Ferg?" And I'm down. I'm leaving my girl. We're like, "Yeah, let's do it." And then the guy was like, "No, not you, but your girl can come." <laughs> I instantly didn't like that song anymore. <laughs> I was like, "Please don't fuck my bitch, Ferg. You're not even you're not even real hip hop, Ferg. A tribe called Quest would never fuck my bitch." It's not what they're thinking at all. But what I love about hip hop, I'm gonna hurry up because I have one minute left, is how it started off with poetry. Rappers like N.W.A. and like angry, just rappers that need to get shit off their chest. Old white people hear hip hop and they're like, that's just angry, angry Negro music. <laughs> but to everybody else who's really giving it a listen, they're just like, hey, you know, they're really saying some shit even though they're really angry. Like, I fucked, I fucked your bitch, that's poetry. <laughs> there was a bitch that wasn't his, so he fucked her. They made it in a song. Actually, I have a poem tonight. Is it cool if I, if I recite a poem for you guys tonight? Is that cool? Yeah. All right. It's this poem I like to call, uh, I'd blow him. Aw, thanks, Natalie. Um, <laughs> I'm just playing. No, this is a poem I like to call uh, Donald Trump. <clears throat> okay. Ooh, Donald Trump, I hope you fall in love, Donald Trump. I hope you fall in love with the beautiful woman, the most beautiful woman you've ever met, Donald Trump. And I hope she is the moon to your stars, to your wife, to your water, Donald Trump. And I hope one day you and her get married, Donald Trump. And I hope you and this beautiful woman of yours have a daughter, Donald Trump. Yeah, and I hope you love that daughter more than you love anything else in the world. More than you love yourself, Donald Trump. 
And I hope one day you and that girl when she is four years old are walking through a park, Donald Trump, and I'm going to pop out and beat the shit out of you, Donald Trump. <laughs> Kick the fuck out of you right in front of your daughter, and I'm going to scream in her face and be like, this is all your fault. You could have prevented this. Grow up and become a whore who only fucks people of color. My name is Mike, y'all. Have a good night. Yes, doing so well. Yeah, Mike, Mike actually uh, wrote the theme song for Cox and Love, and that was it right there that he sang on stage. Yeah. No, give it up one more time for him. Come on, guys. Yes, yes, that was a good set. And keep that energy going for your next comic, the very funny Mr. David Neymar. Woo. Uh, I love white women. Thank you, thank you. No, okay. I do, and white women kind of like me too, man. And it's kind of nice. Uh, and I always wonder why they date me. And I found out they date me because I'm a stepping stone before they go to black men. <laughs> like a lot of white women will date me because they're afraid to get full on jungle fever. So they get like a desert E. coli first. You know what I'm saying? Like that. It's a very, nothing. Okay. What else is going on? I, I am brown, if you guys haven't noticed. It's cool. Do you guys remember my name? Okay, good. Double checking. I like to ask these people who are paying attention. I asked this like a week ago in a show, and someone yelled out Muhammad. <laughs> yeah, and I was offended. Right? I was like, why would you say that? And the guy looks at me and goes, well, buddy, I didn't know your name, and Muhammad's the most common name in the world, so because of probability, I'm going to assume your name's Muhammad. <laughs> and I'm like, this is one smart racist. <laughs> And my middle name's Muhammad, it's fucked up. It was spot on. <laughs> what did it say? <laughs> That's my crew, thank you. How do you, you don't look Pakistani? Not incorrect. I thought you guys would be better than that. All right, what's going on? Jews, right, what's the, no. Um, Speaking of, uh, I like smoking weed. Anybody else? Yeah. All right, it's one of those crowds. Cool. I'm super lightweight, so smoke me out. No, I'm super lightweight, but I get really high and sensitive to things. Like recently, I got so high that I baked gingerbread men, right? But I dressed them up like little Hitlers. So like when you put them in the oven, you think they kind of deserved it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's. Uh, that's anti-Hitler, guys. We should all be laughing. That's... <laughs> nah, I, uh, I was watching Little Mermaid recently because uh, I'm a grown man who smokes weed. <laughs> Good. <laughs> what is it? Roll the Dutch. <laughs> all right. Anyways, I, uh, Little Mermaid, guys, such a good movie. It's so deep, you know? The only... Deep. That's... Anyways. That's such a good movie. I'm just kind of mad that they made Ariel white, right? This is bullshit, guys. Because let's break it down. In Latin, the word mer means ocean or sea, right? And made means Mexican. <laughs> All right? So she's a Mexican of the sea, guys, you know? It's not Ariel or Ariel, you know what I'm saying? Areola. That's good. Did you get anything good up here? <laughs> Do I brush my beard with a fork? 
Got nothing clever. Moving on. Uh, I think we should legalize the Mexicans. <laughs> Trump supporters in here, huh? Is that what's going on? <laughs> no, I think we should legalize all of the Mexicans, right? And people are like, David, that's not practical. We can't just legalize all the Mexicans. I'm like, all right. Maybe we should decriminalize the Mexicans like we did weed, right? <laughs> this way you can have like one or two for personal use. <laughs> you just can't have a van full to intend to distribute, yeah? The fuck? Like that was that. <laughs> what the fuck is? Ah, <laughs> uh, what else is going on? I uh, I feel like I'm. A Give me a good one, guys. Go go look at your phones right now and say something fucked up to me. <laughs> I feel like I did. All, <laughs> that works. Thank you, Gay Robo Jesus. Is uh, I'd listen to them, you know what I'm saying? That's no, not a band. All right, <laughs> riffing is not working for me. I'm just gonna stick to jokes. What else is going on? I um, <laughs> not even Mexican, like that. <laughs> Literally, my entire act. <laughs> I get it. I uh, it's not always about race, right? It's always about race. Cool. Sometimes about race. Like, growing up, a whole bunch of kids in my neighborhood. We got another one? What the fuck? <laughs> That's fucking clever, dude. That got me good. Where's your chin? Okay. I just. That's very hurtful. I'll keep my chin up. It's always about race. It is sometimes. I don't know. Like, growing up, a whole bunch of kids in my neighborhood. They got red spray paint. Fucking A, again? What are we? <laughs> that <'cause they> <laughs> that's Vince. I know that's Vince. I appreciate that one. So it's not always about race, guys. <laughs> Sometimes it's about race, clearly. Holy shit, dude. Who that snoring? Okay. I think, I think that killed it. I think we're good. Uh, it's not always about race, guys. Like growing up, a whole bunch of kids in my neighborhood, they got red spray paint, and they sprayed all over my family's garage, right? That said, fuck you, raghead. And it's like a six and a nine. And my family's like, oh my gosh, it's a terrible neighborhood. These kids hate us, we have to move, these kids are racist. Uh, what my family didn't know was, was that raghead69 is my gamer tag. <laughs> <laughs> these kids are racist. <laughs> all over my family. That's creepy. What is that one? Ragster. <laughs> That's funny. That is, I'm writing that down and keeping that, so I appreciate that. Rags to riches. Anyways, <laughs> what else is going on? I'm glad you guys laughed at that joke. A lot of people are afraid to laugh at the, the stuff about ragheads. But that's why I love the barrier. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're really PC. You know what I'm saying? It's too much now. Like, like I was at work and heard some coworkers talking. And they're like, these fucking terrorists. I fucking hate them. Hope they all die. Hope they all burn in hell. All right? And then another coworker, Chelsea, bless her heart, goes over to them and goes, guys, not cool. David's right there. <laughs> like, that's more hurtful than what they were saying. <laughs> you got anything? <laughs> Bust out the box cutter. <laughs> it's funny. That's offensive, guys. Not cool. <laughs> it's all good. I, I should have wrote more black jokes, dude. I fucked up. 
Oh. All brown lives matter, guys. It's not a thing. Fuck, none of the riffs work. <laughs> Everybody looks over here. <laughs> I guess I'm just a brown dude. That's cool. No big deal. Don't, you guys hurt my feelings. I'm going to go in the bathroom. and Nah. Um, I like tattoos. Any ladies have tattoos in here? One lady has a tattoo. Yeah? What do you have, Pam? What, you have a microphone? So some meaningful tattoos, gotcha. Just <laughs> cookie and bacon. Just I love tattoos. I find them very attractive on women. Um, there's one tattoo that I'm not a huge fan of. Um, those rest in peace tattoos, right? Because like, I know you want to remember the person. It's supposed to be meaningful, but it's played out. You know what I'm saying? And be careful where you get it. Like, look, I hooked up with this girl a while ago, and she had a tattoo that said, rest in peace, James, in the year he was born and died on her wrist. And I don't know if you guys ever got a hand job from a tombstone before. <laughs> but it is not sexy, guys. Not sexy. This is gone. I've been, in a, I've been in a lot of relationships, like two. And, and there's one thing uh, I've noticed, that there's always gray areas in relationships, right? That no one ever talks about until right now. So I'm going to say some things, right? It's a game I created. It's called Cheating Not Cheating. Really, bro? <laughs> nah, <laughs> she got a little upset over that. None of that shit, but that upset me. No, but uh, it's a game called cheating, not cheating. It's very simple. I'm gonna say some things. You guys help me assess if it's cheating or not. You guys think you can do that? Yeah. Seriously, come on. You guys think you can do that? Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Masturbation, cheating, not cheating. Not cheating. Great, great. Masturbating to porn, cheating, not cheating. Also great, this guy's quick, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Blowjobs. Cheating. Not cheating, but cheating. <laughs> and the room is split, what happened, guys, like that? <laughs> every time, guys, every time. And there's always someone's like, giving or receiving? No, it's cheating. <laughs> Either way, guys, it is cheating. <laughs> Anything? Six-way orgy. Not cheating, actually. All right, it's been all my time, guys. Let's keep it going for your host. Give it up for David one more time, guys. Yes. Oh, having a great time. Moving right along. I'm glad you guys are getting into the spirit of all this. Uh, you guys still having a good time? Yeah? Does anybody need more alcohol, or are you all good right now? Okay, so no one needs more alcohol, all right, we're good. Although your tepid response would make me think you probably do need more alcohol, but regardless. Uh, the next comic is a very funny lady. She actually runs a show uh, once every Friday and a whole bunch of other shows throughout the week here at Mutiny Radio. Come check out Comedy Clubhouse uh, at 8 p.m. on Friday night and give it up for Pam Benjamin. Keep it going for Bo Troxclair and this amazing idea. This is amazing. This is so much fun with all of the things that you're going to write about me, and yay. Uh, I'm uh, used to, well, uh, I'm a nanny. I'm used to taking a lot of shit, uh, obviously. I, I touch a lot of poo because I deal with small children. Uh, and I, I live in the Tenderloin, which has a lot of poo in it. Uh, Anyways, I hang out with this one four-year-old and we were walking down the street and we play this really great game called Man or Beast. And we look down and I go, Man or Beast, Man or Beast. Uh, and what I learned from a four-year-old is that when it's up against a wall, it's always man. 
And I was so proud that she knew physics at such a young age. I was like, wow, smart little bitch. It's good. Walking around the tenderloin. I'm a good nanny, you guys. I promise you. I am a good nanny. Uh, I do this new thing every day because uh, the people that I nanny for are on Knob Hill, so I have to walk uphill both ways with the nanny carriage. Uh, it's called Nanny Core 2.0. Yeah! Keep the core tight! Feeling good! Pushing up, mis mixing up the hands, right? To use the other muscles, like doing the trapezoids. No bye-bye arms for this bitch. No way! 40 years old! Oh! Is that your kid? No, I'm doing Nanny Core! What? Wow! Nanny core is a special diet. You're only allowed to eat half of what the kid like doesn't eat. So a lot of half a cheese sticks, like seven strawberries sometimes, like half a hot dog. Orange tights are awesome. Yeah, uh, so I haven't done laundry in a long time. And uh, I didn't have any jeans clean, which means I have to start wearing intergalactic cheerleader outfits or whatever the fuck is in my thing. Also, people ask me today, they're like, why don't you just wear the dress? Why don't you, uh, why do you gotta cover up the legs? And I ride the bus, okay? It was 15 degrees hotter on the bus today, and I don't want the back of my legs touching anything. It's like the, I, when you sit in a short skirt like that, your twat basically touches everything, all right? So I'm trying to protect the twat with layers of material. I don't know why people are asking me these kinds of questions. Yeah, no baby out of this uterus. I was actually thinking about when I finally went through menopause of getting a tattoo of a, of a, a tiny uh, dead baby kitten fetus. Not, not a, it's cuter, not like a dead baby. That's weird, but like a dead baby kitten, right? Like with the skeletons and the thing, and like I have incubated a tiny kitten. I think that's cute, I'm the weird person. Uh, yeah, I teach, it's Nanny Core 2.0, wow! Lupita Consuela, keep up the pace. I'm like totally working with all the ladies. Let's do it, to the top of the hill. Keep it up, keep it up. Uh, the best thing about Nanny Core 2.0 is that uh, after you've been working out for 20 minutes, you start burning fat. And uh, if you burn fat, you burn THC. So I am a good nanny. I don't smoke pot before my nanny job. <laughs> I do it in the middle. What? Nanny car, doing it. Top of the hill. Wow, parrots talking to a hummingbird. Yeah! Hanging with a baby. <laughs> planking, planking on the child slide. It's fun stuff. <laughs> do, do you have any? I actually was married to a black dude for like 13 years, so that was cool. Uh, the thing I learned about black dudes is they really don't like to eat pussy. It's absolutely true. It's not a stereotype. <laughs> it was 13 years of no pussy eating. Uh, <laughs> New York. <laughs> Dead kittens are cute. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I could go into my. Oh, wow. Wow, dead. Wow, you guys are getting crazy now. Uh, I don't know how to answer. I love cats, though. Uh, he is a black guy. He says he does it. I believe. I think it's it's more of an SFSU students eat pussy. It's, it, it supersedes race, I think, is what happens here. Uh, so, nanny core. I, am a, I promise you guys, I'm a really, I'm a really good nanny. So, uh, when these two... Children, two six-year-olds tied me up to a desk chair in a yarn and put tape over my mouth. I went with it because I like to foster creative play, right, you know? Uh, and they, they took this laser pointer to my wrist and they were like, I'm cutting off your wrist! It's like, ah, ah, fostering creative play. Oh, hurts! Put the laser, laser pointer to my foot. I'm freezing your foot! Like, oh, oh, oh my God, it's so cold! <laughs> fostering creative play uh, to my chest I'm breaking your heart Daria you need to stop okay 
Society has broken my heart. You guys are playing a game called police state of your own volition. <laughs> I don't even know what I did. Why am I tied up to the desk chair? And they, they put their little six-year-old heads together and they're like, pss, 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 pss. you stole a laptop. Oh my God, you're cutting off my hand because I stole a laptop? What kind of fucking Islamic police state is this? I didn't say fucking because I'm a good nanny. And then they looked me dead in the eye and said, if you were black, we would have shot you. And I was like, oh my God, police state. It's not me, you guys, it's society. Uh, Barry, a boys love pussy. I are pa Rip Pato, who's Pato? Uh, da Dario, yeah, Dar it's Daria. It's like Daria. Like these are like, these are like grown up hipsters, like 46 year old people that had a child and they decided to name her Daria. Uh, she's, she's a really great little kid though. Uh, but she did tie me up to a desk chair, so fuck that little bitch, right? Uh, no, I foster creative play, it's okay. Mm. So I said, uh, society is fucked up, you guys. I'm gonna read you a book. Remember reading? Do we all remember reading? Love reading books! So I started uh, reading them Gulliver's Travels, which was really great, and they got pretty into it. And I started getting kind of into it, because uh, I got to the part where Gulliver is tied up on the beach by hundreds of tiny little men. And I got a little excited, and I started to think like, what if I was Gulliver? What if I was tied up on the beach by hundreds of tiny little men? And then like, some of them started like wheeling up little carts and feeding me strawberries and I'd be like, mm. and, and then if like 10 or 12 of them got together and they did this great new Cirque du Soleil trick where they became like the tiniest, biggest dildo ever. And then, I don't know, I don't know how to make a rape finish fantasy look. Gangbang, cute. It's a Lilliputian gangbang, you guys. It's darling, it's just they're so cute. It's an exciting moment in my nannying career. Uh, how to catch a predator. Yeah, let's, let's go to that. So I am a good nanny, you guys, I swear. So when you're having sex on top of a baby, <laughs> it is not pedophilia, all right? Uh, because you're looking at the baby, making eye contact, that's good nannying. Uh, you can do a little nanny core, you can do some push-ups down there, you can give the baby a little kiss, just a little put some push-ups. You're getting banged from behind. The baby can only see like 15 inches in front of its face anyway, so what are we really worried about, right? <laughs> I mean, come on, it's no big deal. And, and just because the nanny's first words are, uh-uh, doesn't make me a bad nanny. <laughs> Makes me a bad nanny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, a I'm not a terrible nanny, I'm a good nanny. I promise you guys. Uh, Nanny Miss Anal Cocaine. I don't do coke anymore because I'm too old. I'm almost 41 years old and I can't do coke anymore because it makes me think that I'm too good of a person. <laughs> and I just can't handle all of that like positive affirmation. I'm a self-deprecating kind of comedian. I just can't handle feeling really good about myself because it just makes me into an asshole. I'm just a dick to everyone because I think that I'm, oh yeah, all right, we could talk about my hemorrhoids. I don't uh, like getting banged from behind People ask me all the time, oh, you're 40 years old, what's your least favorite body part? That's a weird question to ask an older woman, but all right, I'll go with it. It's not my bye-bye arms, feel pretty good about the nanny cord, keeping it tight. Uh, but the thing that I don't like uh, is my butthole. Uh, it it kind of looks like a bunch of uh, worms trying to escape a hungry robin. It's, it's, like, it's like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. <laughs> meaty it's meaty that's what i'm saying it's terrible back there i'm so embarrassed i'm like don't look at it what are you doing <laughs> i don't know why they like to see it i don't understand it's it's a scary thing uh what did they say 
who's too old for coke? Me, it's me. The next day, I just, I have too much to do and the next day is just too awful. I got a nanny for children, you guys. Uh, here's the main problem. People are like, oh, you should have kids. You love kids, why don't you have kids? And, and, and I'm like, okay, why don't I have kids? Well, uh, I woke up the other day and I had some period cramps and then I was like, oh no, they're not period cramps. It's just that the entire uh, United States Supreme Court is still inside my uterus. <laughs> How did they all get in there? Why is it their choice? Like, what's happening, right? So like, I was like, ah, I don't want to have a baby. I'm almost 41. I shouldn't have a baby. Oh, you're going to make me have a baby? Here's what's going to happen, right? I'm going to have to buy some tools to drill holes uh, in my trunk so the baby can breathe when I'm at the bar. Right? And then when it's two, it's gonna be like a runner. Like it's just gonna run away. Blah! Like even at three, it's still a runner. No one knows how, where did the kid go? He's hiding from everybody. Uh, at five, still a biter. Kindergarten class, still biting children. What's wrong with this kid, they say. At eight years old, they call me into this parent conference and they're, they're like, listen to your child. And it's like, oh, she loves alcohol more than me. And I'm like, I know, I never wanted you, duh. And then finally, when it's 11, it starts smoking pot. And I'm like, look, we can finally bond. This is so great. Until at 15, like, starts heroin and then doing the coke. I can't do the coke. And then finally at 17, it dies from a speedball overdose, totally terrible. And I'm like, that was the latest late-term abortion I could have ever had like it's a 17 year late term abortion am I right I could have saved all that taxpayer money if we would have just murdered the thing at the beginning right am I right let me kill the dead babies I shouldn't be having them uh, all right hey that's been me I'm not having any babies but I'll take care of yours for money thank you Bo. yes hey give it up for Pam oh goodbye it was nice having you guys goodbye yeah or you're too sad from being in the splash zone. I know, I'm sorry about that again, sir. You have herpes now. Um, what? Oh. I know, he's, he's learning for himself anyway. All right, so let's keep this energy moving. You guys still having a good time? Yes, all right, woo! Give it up for your next comic, Mr. Vincent Chung. Thank you, thank you very much. So uh, my name is Vince. I'm an alcoholic. The al alcohol is definitely the best drug, right? Though, like, it's the most socially acceptable drug. But have you guys ever noticed that you can tell which drugs are socially acceptable based on whether or not you do them or not? You know what I mean? Like, you don't do alcohol, right? You don't do marijuana. <laughs> you don't do Tylenol. But you sure as hell do crack and you do heroin. You know what I mean? Like, who knew the word do had such a negative connotation? Like, you don't even do your own girlfriend. You do other people's girlfriends, <laughs> and you do people's moms, and you do prostitutes, right? Like, put two do's together, that's do-do. That's not a very good thing either, right? That's just, that's just poop. Do your set better. Hi, Vince. Okay, okay. Hey, fuck you. That, that was a good joke. That shit works. You don't... Anyway, I was at, I was in a LA recently. I was at Universal Studios. I do Asians. Good for you. Uh, I was I was at, I was in Universal Studios recently, and uh, I was at the, their haunted house at Universal Studios, and somehow the LA traffic leaked into this place. Like I don't know if you guys know what happens when there's like traffic in a haunted house, but that means you get the same failed actor to scare you four or five times in a row. Like I. I know I'm Asian, and I know maybe you should err on the side of caution, but I actually am the same dude. 
I'm the same human being you've scared four or five times in a row now. Maybe you should save some of that for the Asian dude behind me, you know? I'm here with my family, so. Universal ass cheese. What, what kind of fucking 12-year-old is doing these texts? Like, this is, this is gonna be funny, universal ass cheese, right? That's gonna be, that's gonna be a good one. No, not really. Anyway, I, uh, been, uh, fuck. Do you guys, uh, you guys know about this guy named Charles Darwin? <laughs> Let me tell you about this guy. He was this nutcase a long time ago. He came up with this thing called evolution. And the gist of evolution is survival of the fittest, right? Survival of the fittest. I think it's more like survival of the tastiest, right? Because what animals will never go extinct? You know, chickens and cows. Right? Like, you show me a list of animals that are about to go extinct, I'll show you a list of animals that really weren't tasty enough to be worth saving. <laughs> like, they have this problem with pandas. They can't get them to breed in captivity or something like that. But I guarantee you, if they were just KFPs, like Kentucky Fried Pandas, there'd just be factories, right, where pandas are getting artificially inseminated one by one, like empty Twinkies on a conveyor belt. We're gonna have to start eating the pandas to save the pandas. <laughs> it's a little counterintuitive. There's, there's seats in the front if you guys wanna come up here and you know, text mean things to me up from up here. Semen, please. I thought you guys would come up with some things more creative, you know? Maybe you could talk about how stupid the shirt it looks or something, I don't know. Like, am I really that run-of-the-mill like Asian guy that you guys can't think of anything mean to say about me? Come on, yeah, whip out your phone. Do it now. He's got one. Small dick, bad driver, uh, what is it? Own a convenience store? No, that's Indian. <laughs> Just something along those lines, you know? Go ahead, do it. Bro, I ain't racist, don't make me. What type of Asian are you? I'm actually, uh, fuck. I'm Taiwanese. That's what I am. Anyway. I, uh, I've been watching a lot of documentaries. <laughs> Are you caught up? I'm Attack on Titan. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I've been watching, a, but what I have been watching is uh, I've been watching a lot of documentaries on like the Ku Klux Klan and neo-Nazis. And my one complaint about these documentaries is every time they go to interview the dude about to go on like a racist tirade against black people, and the superiority of the white race. It's always this dude who clearly lost a genetic lottery. You know what I mean? Like, you waddled to the interview chair. <laughs> you literally rocked your body back and forth like one of those cursed pieces of furniture from Beauty and the Beast. You're not really the dude who should be trying to sell us on this whole white supremacy thing. You know, at least wheel out the floor model Aryans for the interview, right? They keep the weird looking ones in the back. Even Walmart knows how to do that with their like washer dryer combos, you know? It's just gotta suck to be a white supremacist and look in a mirror and realize that the best thing you can do for the white race, for the white gene pools, is probably just to take yourself out of it, you know? Like no more for you, you're cut off. Actually, no, the best thing that I can do is to find a beautiful black lady, you know, love her, marry her, have a ton of kids, and then just die knowing that, look, there, now there's a bunch of well-adjusted half-white, half-black kids with your astigmatism and irritable bowel syndrome. Like, destroy the black community with your terrible white genes. That's the new apartheid, guys. Loving multiracial families. 
Do you want to, sir, do you want to stick to the blacks in some way? Find yourself a nice black lady. Love her. <laughs> I'm not saying you have shitty white jeans, though. You look, you look tall. You look, you know, like you got that, like Hitler would want you in his uh, Nazi party, you know? Oh, rap. They know my jokes. OK, I'll. Do you guys, guys want to hear an impression? Okay, this is a uh, this is a Russian rapper, a Russian rapper. Okay. Hello, my name's Vlad. I rap. I like to rap. <laughs> Sometimes people ask me, uh, uh, Vlad, why do you like to rap so much? Uh, I tell them uh, I I have a lot of pent up energy that I need to release somehow. <laughs> you know. But uh, you know, rap very controversial in the United States. You know. Uh, People do not think, uh, so one, one time this uh, very famous ripper, his name Eminem, he uh, get in a little bit of trouble because people do not think rip very good for kids. <laughs> I, uh, I disagree, you know, uh, I think uh, children can learn valuable lesson from rip. Sometimes children need to learn that life is not fair. Sometimes children need to learn that life fuck you in the ass. That's pretty funny, right? That's good. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, <laughs> I've been, uh, fuck. I'm blanking now. You gotta, like, pay attention to this shit. It's like two things at once. Fucked up. Yeah, I did fuck up. Seriously, though, like, there's nothing mean. You know, when all those other comics were there, I was like j over there furiously texting, like mean shit, you know? And then now I feel bad because no one's <laughs> texting mean shit to me, you know? Like, what? I look like, oh, does this guy have Down syndrome? I might, you know? I've never got, I've never got tested, you know? I could, we could all have it, you know? I don't, I don't know. Anyway, uh, but uh, I, I have this friend. I had this friend in college. He uh, he wants to be like this neuroscientist, you know. And one day he told me this. He's like, Vince, you know the most powerful computer in the world is the human brain. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but if my computer just started pulling some of the bullshit my brain pulled, I'm taking that thing back to Best Buy for some store credit immediately, right? Because <laughs> there'd just be pop-ups every 10 seconds just say boobs. Just boobs, like not even a picture of a nice pair of boobs. You know, my, my imagination is really not that good. Just the word boobs in boring ass Times New Roman, just to remind me that there are boobs out there and I'm, I'm not really touching any of them. Yeah, you know, I mean, any computer you get should at the very least be able to tell you what time it is, right? At the very least, but I'll wake up from a nap and I'll look at a clock and I won't know whether that time means AM or PM. So my biological clock is a margin of error of plus or minus 12 fucking hours. This thing's a piece of shit. I should be downloading songs I don't even like, like Shine Bright Like a Diamond. Like, why is that fucking Rihanna song <laughs> insists upon being stuck in my head? You know, I didn't, I didn't authorize that. No, no administrator said that was OK. Anyway, I was, uh, been, uh, I, was, I was peeing recently in the toilet. And uh, there's, 
There's this spider, right? There's just this spider just hanging out right inside of my toilet bowl. And every guy in here knows exactly what has to happen in that situation. It was like target acquired, <laughs> weapons locked. This thing's not leaving till its little lungs have been sufficiently filled with my urine. <laughs> because it's never enough just to knock it down, right? I mean, once it hits that, once it hits that water, its, it's fate is sealed. Yeah, but no, you've got to like relentlessly pursue it in the water as it struggles to swim away. You gotta like surround it with that impenetrable wall of bubbles <laughs> so it can't escape. It's also more satisfying too when you haven't drink any water in a, in a really long time so your piss is just coming out like this toxic sludge. <laughs> you know, like, like runoff from a Chinese toy factory. Uh, I should probably get that checked out by a doctor though. <laughs> that's disgusting. Alright, that's it for me. Thank you very much. And again, give it up for Vincent one more time as he exits the stage. <coughs> Goodbye, guys. Hey, it was nice meeting you. I didn't meet them. It wasn't nice. All right, so guys, let's just remember now that there's another white comic coming up, let's stop getting racist, guys. Uh, let's. Uh, next comic is a very funny man. Let's give it up for Brian Blanco. All right, thanks, Bo, for putting this thing on, you guys. I was in Los Angeles this weekend. There's a lot of cross-dressers down there. I'm just going to say it. Like, I was walking down Hollywood Boulevard. There was a dude with, like, a leather skirt, combat boots, a sequin shirt, and a 5 o'clock shadow. <laughs> yeah, I got offended. But I was not offended as a straight man. I was offended because I'm from San Francisco, and that was a terrible outfit. Come on. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm just going to give you guys a minute to look at this, this glory, this magnificence, and do your worst, you guys. This is going to be fun. You know, like, let's see. This is your opportunity, just a complete stranger. You want to see, like, a side view? Mm-hmm. You know, just any observations, and I'll tell you guys some jokes while you do that. Uh, I have an asshole friend, okay? We were at City Lights Bookstore, and he was like, we're going to play a practical joke on these guys. He walks in there and asks the lady behind the counter if they have any copies of Mein Kampf by Adolf Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, dude, and like without even blinking, the lady gets on the speaker and is like, Earl, do we have any copies of Mein Kampf? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking everybody's staring at us. Like, the messed up part, though, is they had a copy of the book, you guys. It was $38, so my friend had to buy the book, and then he left it in my car? Yeah, so I got to get rid of this shit, right? So I was like, I know, I'm going to give it to a homeless guy. And immediately realized, oh, shit, I can't do that. This guy's got nothing to do all day except read the most racist book of all time. I don't want to start, like, an undercover movement of, like, hobo Nazis. <laughs> and besides, like, I don't even want to know what, like, a homeless concentration camp would look like. <laughs> it probably just looks like a camp. <laughs> all right. You guys, I, I just looked around and saw a bunch of white people and one really, one really white black guy and was like, let's do some Jew jokes, all right, let's do this. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm half Jewish, uh, there's no reason for that. All right, let's see what you guys got. Let's talk about Donald Trump, you made my Subway sandwich. I'm almost <laughs> as high as his hairline. 
All right, listen, I do not make sandwiches, all right? I wash the dishes, okay? Let's get this straight. I have no education. Like, I studied, like, really hard in school for a couple days. I got bad grades, so I just went, fuck it, and I stopped going. So I bumped into this girl I went to high school with. She was like, no way, you're Blanco. I used to go to high school with you. I was like, no way, you were there that day? <laughs> <laughs> This is amazing, what a small world. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like, in the, like the thing is though, is like I, went, I, like I have no education, so I have the only job someone with no education can get. I'm a waiter. Anyone else? Anyone else? No, just me? All right, let me tell you guys something. My boss came up to me. I've waited tables for 26 years. He's like, Blanco, there's a lot of really cute girls here. I want you to remember the number one rule of working in a restaurant with all these cute girls. Never ever shit where you eat. <laughs> and I was like, come on, boss. I'm a professional. I would never eat in this restaurant. That kitchen is disgusting. <laughs> Fuck my boss. Fuck, yeah, so all right. Uh, let's see, I'm 40, I don't have a girlfriend, which means I sit at the kids' table at all the weddings I go to. <laughs> yeah, so I got tired of that shit, I signed up for an online dating service. Anyone here, okay, Cupid, any of that? Dude, don't do it, it's a disaster. I took this one girl out on three dates. At the end of the third day, I didn't even get a kiss. Yeah, after everything I did for her, I picked her a flower, I chipped in on gas, <laughs> I paid for some of her dinner <laughs> at Denny's. <laughs> but let me put it to you this way, I knew I was having a midlife crisis when the online dating service gave me a refund. <laughs> yeah, for real, my self-esteem is so low right now, when I find out a woman's attracted to me, I lose all respect for her. <laughs> That's how it is. No, if I am lucky enough to get laid, I try to get her pregnant on purpose <laughs> just to prove that somebody would fuck me. <laughs> All right, what do we got here? Let's smoke a backwood, not pimping, Ashley Madison. I don't know any of these references. Ashley Madison, you guys trying to say I get hookers? I am the hooker. This is San Francisco, baby. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see here. Anyone here ever get bullied as a kid? You guys, yeah, Jay and Silent, Jay and Silent Bob over here, I like it. <laughs> you and me got bullied, dude, I could tell. You, you know what, these guys that didn't raise their hands, they're probably the bullies, dude. We got a whole room full of them, like the ones with the mean texts. Yeah, uh, let's see, so yeah, you guys, I got bullied as a kid. I used to have a stutter and a lisp, so because of that, they made me ride the short bus on the way to school. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you guys something. If you think normal kids are mean, you should have seen the kids on that fucking bus, all right? <laughs> like, there was this one guy, Deaf Danny. <laughs> That's what we called him. He used to come up behind people and just slap and make a loud noise and scare the shit out of you because Deaf Danny was an, a bully that appreciates a sense of irony. <laughs> but for real, the guy that bullied me the most, this fucking guy, Andre Elgazar, 
He used to wait till I'd sit down on the bus, and he'd immediately go, oh, here comes Brian. Brian. Yeah, it's fucked up, right? <laughs> so I got my courage up, and I was like, all right, dude, listen. As soon as this bus stops, we're going to get off, and we're going to fight. And I forgot to tell you guys, the guy that bullied me, Andre Elgazar, was a little person. <laughs> no, for real. You guys, I got bullied by Andre the Midget, all right? <laughs> That shit was real, but I didn't care. I was nine, and in my head, like, it was going to be like that scene in A Christmas Story where Ralphie's just beating the fuck out of that red-headed kid. <laughs> but instead, he jumps out at me with these powerful fingers, pins my arm behind my back, and made me scream, Andre is a boss. And I did it! And every day for the rest of the school year, I had to be Andre as a boss every time I passed him. <laughs> so you guys, what I'm trying to say is I curl up in the fetal position when I watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck, that show's terrifying. Holy shit! Like, why is that little guy gotta be so evil? Like, when I watch that show, I'm like four again. I'm just like, no, why? <laughs> All right, you guys are nice. I like you guys. I want to share some personal shit with you guys. You guys want to hear like you guys want to hear something real? I'm going to heckle me better than you guys can right now. All right, I'm going to tell you guys why I never bring women home to meet my mom. <laughs> All right, this goes back to when I was 9 years old. Clearly I had a rough childhood, you and me, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, we'll see if this is common ground, though, all right, Jay? Just keep nodding for the parts of the story that you've been through. <laughs> I have a hot Aunt Doris. No, no hot Aunt Doris. I got a hot Aunt Doris. She came to stay with us. And, like, I was, like, like, I was like one of those kids that would go through all your shit. And, like, I was going through her luggage, and I found a pair of really awesome 1980s satin panties. Okay, you guys are too young to know this. In the 80s, panties were awesome, all right? They were like made out of like satin and lace and like they were works of art. Nowadays, women are what? Spending $20 at Victoria's Secret for like a thong and all you get is like two little strings attached to a moisture wick. <laughs> right, they put a little butterfly on back to make it pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but in the 80s, panties were rad. And like, I was looking at my Annie's panties, <laughs> and I don't know what came over me. I was looking at them, and I stole them. And I marched back to my room, and I wore them, you guys. <laughs> what? No, I was nine, okay? I wore them like a headband and was like strutting around. I made a slingshot out of them. They were my favorite toy, you guys. Until four days later, like, my aunt and my mom are, like, knocking at my door because my aunt's leaving. And they're like, excuse me, Brian, we know you stole your auntie's panties, and we want them back. <laughs> so 20 years later, I finally get a girlfriend. Yeah, if you were doing the math, I was 29. Okay, I was a special kid. I bring her home to meet my mom. 
and for some reason they start talking about Halloween costumes. And my girlfriend's like, I kind of want to dress up like Wonder Woman, but it would feel too much like wearing panties in public. And all of a sudden my mom just blurts out, one time when he was nine, Brian stole his auntie's panties and wouldn't give them back. <laughs> and that's why I don't bring girls to me home to meet my mom, you guys. All right, I just shared a whole lot of intimate personal shit with you guys for very limited results. <laughs> but you guys have been a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Keep it going for Bo, putting on a very cool show. Absolutely. Hey, give it up for Brian one more time, guys. Oh, hi. It was nice. It wasn't nice to meet you. Fuck you guys. Yeah, leave. <laughs> All right, I'm not mad at them anymore. No, have a nice night. Okay. All right, no, they're not listening. Are they friends with anybody? Anybody here? No. Nobody gives a shit about them. Okay, good. Good. All right. Well, let's keep this comedy energy uh, flowing, guys. Now let's let's just be a little loose, real quick. You know, give it up for yourselves for sticking it out. Come on, fuck those other people. Your next comic's a very funny man. Give it up for Mr. Andrew Ofolo. What is going on, guys? Fucking A. I'm going to get this out of the way before any of you motherfuckers say it. Yeah, I get it. I look like Mulan's boyfriend. Fuck y'all. I get it. I get it. You guys can't say it now. I got it. Fucking A. No, I hope... <laughs> I hope you guys are feeling okay. I hope you guys are doing good. It's a little hot in here, but uh, I'm feeling great uh, because I took a dick pic at the gym. <laughs> yes, I did. And oh my God, was that guy pissed. Uh, <laughs> don't take other people's dick pics, guys. They'll be really upset with you. Uh, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no, I hope you guys, are, you guys had a good Labor Day weekend. I hope that was fun for you guys. It was pretty eventful for me. Uh, my girlfriend took me to a country western theme bar. Not just a theme bar, like a real shit, like a real country western theme bar with like line dancing, fucking uh, a mechanical bull, and uh, segregation. It was dope. Uh, no, it was dope. No, there's actually a lot more brown people than you think at one of those things. Like I saw an Asian dude, I was like, oh, okay, that's what I look like with a cowboy hat on. That's cool. Uh, but my girlfriend was like, um, they had a mechanical bull, and my girlfriend was like, if I go on the mechanical bull, will you go on after me? I'll pay for you. And I was like, do you want me to break up with you now? Or Because it's so different, right, when a girl gets on a mechanical bull. You know, when a girl gets on, the operator's kind of creepy with it, right? He's kind of like, okay, let's make it slow and, and, and sexy, right? And then when I get on it, he's like, how do I break this motherfucker's arm? You know what I mean? It's so much different. And she's like, no, just get on it. It'll be fun. I'm like, yeah, for you, because they're trying to make you like come or some shit. <laughs> but I never had to do this in my life. I, I've never done this in my life, and now I got to go in fucking expert mode? You're crazy. Like, she doesn't have to do much, right? But I got to go in there as if I have no lives and I'm supposed to fight the boss? You're crazy. No way. But that's what we'll do. That's what my, me and my girlfriend will do. We'll go to like, we'll take each other to, to places we normally don't take each other, you know? Like, uh, I took her to the Jelly Belly Factory in Fairfield. I don't know if you guys have been there. That place is dope. Uh, it was great. I had a great time because I got to watch a tour guide tell jokes and fucking bomb for an hour. <laughs> she did not get one laugh. It was amazing. Like, uh, and I got free jelly beans at the end, so that was cool, you know. Uh, but there was a part in the tour 
where the tour guide goes, and till this day, we have no idea the origin of the jelly bean. <laughs> really? Okay. Uh, sure. So you're telling me that we are closer to finding the origin of man than we are the jelly bean? Like through carbon dating and fossils, we could find the exact age of a dinosaur, but the jelly bean can't even ballpark it. Uh, that's ridiculous. I think it's because they're trying to make their product more mysterious, you know? And uh, no. Hey, jelly bean, how about you put more time into finding the origin of the jelly bean and less time cranking out bullshit flavors like canned dog food and dirt, right? Who is eating those? And I feel so bad for the dude where it's his job to make sure those flavors come correct. Holy shit, no one's with me on this one. There's a guy, you think about it, guys. There's a guy where it's his job to eat those and just be like, you know what, guys? I think we're onto something, but this is just not that booger flavor I've grown to know and love. Get on it. I don't know. You guys didn't give that one enough credit. That was pretty fucking good. The jelly bean belly came from beer. Oh yeah, that's how yeah, that's how they make fucking beer. You know, the you, the intense process of fermenting jelly beans. Fucking <laughs> so good. I don't know. Yeah, but uh are you guys dating? Are you guys a couple? Oh. So you guys aren't dating. I don't know. You kind of look like a dude that do that. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm. I'm sure. I'm sure you guys are good friends. That's fine. And hey, you guys. You guys are a couple, obviously, right? I saw. I saw you turn a finger earlier. That was crazy. No, I'm kidding. Uh, how long you guys been together? Four years. Four years. Solid. See, solid answer, guys. Solid. I've been together with my girlfriend for six months. Six months. That's it. And uh, I don't, it's solid answers. Four years, six months, whatever. That's an answer. I don't, like, I don't like when I ask other people how long they've been together with their significant other, and then they tell me, oh, we've been together on and off for about three years. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so your relationship does not work. Because uh, that's not how relationships should be, right? They shouldn't be like that. Like, they shouldn't be on and off. At most, they should be on and then off and then back on. And that's only because your boyfriend was lost at sea. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, my, uh, my other friend, uh, one of my friends got into a, a relationship, kind of. He got into a... The, he looks like how Pacquiao sounds. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't do that. No, I'm kidding. I don't, I'm the worst fucking Filipino dude. I'm pretty much a white dude from Walnut Creek. Uh, like the most Filipino part of my body is my eczema. Do you guys get that? <laughs> I don't know. Being Filipino is weird too. Cause like like me, like no one really knows like who, what Filipinos are. You know what I mean? Filipinos are pretty much like the tomatoes of ethnicities, right? Like, is it a fruit? Are they Asian? No one really knows. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. It's, it's a weird shit. No, but my friend, back to, I'm getting off track. Does your butthole taste like lumpia? No, but it looks like one. Uh, <laughs> that's gross as shit. No, but my, my friend recently got into a relationship, kinda. He said that his girlfriend said they became exclusive 
And uh, he didn't know what that meant, so he asked me, he's like, hey, what does this mean? I told him, well, being exclusive means that you guys aren't actually boyfriend and girlfriend, but now every time she does something you don't like, your feelings get hurt. That's the only difference, right? It's so sad. <laughs> like, remember the time she introduced you to her best guy friend at the bar? Well, now every time he texts her, you're going to flip the fuck out, right? No, no one's on board. It's okay. <laughs> You know it's fucking true. You know it's fucking true. I don't know. It's, it's scary shit. Scary shit. Um, I found out recently that the same friend, uh, he's afraid of dogs. Because as a child, he was attacked by a dog. You know? And that trips me out. That like something that happens in your childhood. Have I ever cheated with your mom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Whoever, whoever that was. Whoever that was, whoever that was, I'm sure mom's a nice lady. I won't do it again. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I found it, like it's crazy that something in your childhood can trans, like a trauma can carry on to your adulthood, right? Like some people are afraid of candles because as a child, they were burned by like a flame, you know? Like, same goes for me. As a child, I almost drowned in a pool, and now I hate my dad. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. My dad's cool. I, I do come from a divorced household. I do come from a divorced household. I don't know if you guys come from single parent household. What the fuck is going on? Would you rather bang a lumpia or a pizza? Good question. My girlfriend's Italian, so I'm going pizza. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but my dad, uh, I come, who comes from a divorced household? Anybody? Oh, oh my God, all of you should do stand-up comedy. Holy shit. You guys are sad people. You guys are sad. My, I do, I, I relate, right? Like, but this is what happened. My parents got divorced when I was 12, and then when I was 15, I found out. Yeah, I had for hella long, I had no idea. One day I just asked my mom, I was like, hey, where's dad been at? She was like, oh, we got divorced like three years ago. I was like, holy shit. It was, be it was because uh, he, was, he was out in and out of my, uh, of my childhood, you know? He was just, he, was, he wasn't there a lot, so there wasn't emotional attachment. He was pretty much like a Craigslist roommate that occasionally bought me shit, you know? And said, like, I loved you without saying it, you know? He'd just be like, good catch, dude, and I'm like, I love you too, right? <laughs> Ugh, yeah, but uh, it's kind of like this. You know you when you're in a conversation with three people and then two people are really engaged in the conversation and one person is just like hanging out, not really contributing, so he slowly walks out of the conversation and no one fucking notices? Yeah, that's what my dad did. Uh, <laughs> but his step took like 12 years, you know what I mean? And we're cool, though. We have a good relationship. But w I'm at the age where he thinks it's okay for him to tell me his sex stories. It's never fucking okay. Uh, you are never old enough to hear those. Uh, I'm never telling my kids shit. Because uh, it just ruins my week whenever he tells me a sex story. You know what I mean? I've, it's gross. Like, I feel like for every dad's sex story you hear, you lose one year of child memories. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't remember my fourth and fifth birthday because my dad had sex a few times. You know what I mean? And, like, he thinks, like, it's okay, like, for him to tell me weird shit. Like, he told me this. He was like, uh, Drew, when I was your age, I was doing coke. 
and I was like, holy shit, the apple does not fall far from the tree, dad. Let's do this shit. We did eight balls to the face. Uh, nah, this is cool. You guys have been great. You guys have been really cool. You guys haven't, you guys aren't mean people. You guys are actually pretty cool. Uh, it's pretty, I've, I haven't heard it, like, I've heard most of this, like, at childhood, so it doesn't really phase me. Uh, yeah. But uh, I'll leave you guys with this. I've been thinking a lot about suicide lately. Uh, not like doing it, just Googling like who did it today. Um, and I found out that the Golden Gate Bridge is getting a net installed under it. You guys hear about that shit? They're getting a net installed under the Golden Gate Bridge to prevent some suicides, maybe save some lives, which is a great idea, right, on paper. But if you really think about it, now instead of picking up sad people, they're just going to be picking up a bunch of bros with GoPros having the times of their lives. <laughs> Holy shit, suicide rate is down a percent, but YouTube subscribers are up. Am I right, guys? <laughs> Holy shit. But uh, I, this is, I'm going to leave you with this sad story. I don't, one, of, one of my friends, this, this dude I knew in college, he commit suicide, um, and it was sad. But the way he did it, was he sucked in an entire tank of helium. Uh, yeah, it's terrible, but you have to imagine how funny his last words were. Am I right, guy? <laughs> just the cutest, no, you know what I mean? And just imagine how much funnier it was for the cops, right, to come to the scene of the crime to retrieve the body. You know, I think it'd go something like this, right? Just like. Oh, he's up here. Uh, <laughs> Who has a safety pin? We need to get him down. Uh, that's my time. Thanks, guys. You guys are cool. Give it up for Andrew, guys. Give it up. Oh, uh, you made it. You guys made it to the end of the show. Congratulations. Again, give it up for yourselves. Thank you guys coming out, supporting live comedy. Uh, and if I could just leave you with one thing, uh, I have a bit of a parable that I'd like to impart upon all of you before you guys leave. And I think the tech, no, it's not done. OK, so you could fuck with me if you really want to. But. Uh, um, so I was getting on the BART train the other day, and I walked in, and I saw that there was a guy sitting by himself. He looked like he was a little down on his luck. He had like a walker and a blanket over him. He smelled like shit. Uh, and nobody was sitting next to him. Everybody was sitting on the other side of the train, you know? And as people got on, they saw the dude and would walk to the other side of the train. And I thought that was fucked up. So I got on, I sat right next to him, and I just sat there for a while. And I saw people get on and walk to the other side of the train and watch, uh, watch them get on, look him, and pass us to the other car. And I just thought that, that was fucked up. And eventually there was one woman, and she got on the train, and she looked at the guy, and she came and she sat down right uh, beside me. And immediately, as soon as that happened, the train doors closed, it started moving, and this guy shit all over himself, just like 15 seconds of shit. Like it was terrible, like seven seconds in, the smell hit our nostrils and this lady got up and went, ran to the other side of the train. Everybody was getting up and leaving the train car and I started thinking, what if this dude was God? Hmm, yes, I know, right? Because if I was God, that's exactly where I would fucking be. I'd be sitting just in my own shit on a BART train waiting for someone to have the fucking courage to come and help me, right? And eventually I was thinking about this throughout the entire BART ride. And I went up and I, I thought about this and I was just like, you know what? It, I need to help this guy. And so I stand up and I walk over to him and I'm like, hey man, get the fuck up! What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> infinite cosmic power and you're sitting here covered in shit on a bar train get up and fucking walk and you know what he did guys he died yeah he died 
And you know, I, the paramedics came. I thought it was because of the shock, but as it turns out, he had died halfway through the train ride. That's why he shit all over himself. But the moral of the story is that you should love everyone and treat everyone as if they are God. And I'll leave you guys on that. That's the show, and uh, yeah, that's the moral of the story. Have a wonderful night, guys. Thank you guys for coming out. Again, Mutiny Radio, supporting live comedy.
Uh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, this is something that I have to do. I have to give a, a shout-out to stand-up versus improv. I don't know who won, but the event was dope. And uh, that's the kind of thing that you get here at Mutiny Radio. If you've never been to the studio and gallery of Mutiny Radio, you should come check it out. It's at 2781 21st Street. Cross Street is Florida on the uh, semi-quasi-pseudo island of San Francisco. Mm. And... Um, you know, island culturally, less so geographically, and um, and, and uh, you should come check it out though. Two seven eight one twenty first Street, Cross Street is Florida. We have beautiful art up on our walls that changes periodically. Um, we have a taqueria across the street. Uh, they, they, yeah, you get the, seriously the best pupusa in town. So uh, taqueria, hey, they, they do they do taqueria stuff, but it's more pupuseria. And uh, uh, but either way, you get like the best pupusas in town at uh, at Donia Terrace, and that's right across. Uh, that's right across the street. So uh, you know, uh, you, you have the pupuseria. You have the art on the walls. You have events like stand up versus improv, and we're dolphin safe. And what? We're dolphin safe. And we are dolphin safe. Your pet dolphin is safe here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, so without further ado, let's get this party started. Welcome back. Uh, loving y'all. Thanks for tuning in to Heterotopia on Mutiny Radio. Hmm, I don't have sound there. That didn't work out as well as I thought it would. So, we're gonna try this, uh, uh, we're gonna try this one more time and see if we can figure out, uh, exactly what is going on. Uh, my profound apologies, folks. Uh, let's see if we can, uh, get to the, the bottom of this little mystery that we have uh going on here so we're gonna try uh we're gonna try one more time here uh again maestro again again well this is fun okay um so this is one of those things that happens every once in a while when you are listening to a community radio station with limited resources uh and uh you know things tend to to uh take on a life of their own Oh but I think I think we maybe be get maybe have gotten somewhere here so we're going to we're going to get this party started we're going to Give it another go here. Uh, Why would anybody? There it is. Welcome back, folks. This is the most morally polluted, degenerate, insane nation on the face of this earth. This country is not controlled by the United States Constitution. This country do not function under the democratic process. This country is controlled and governed by the capitalists. Why would anybody want to incite a riot? Prison construction, America's sole growth industry. Why would anybody want to incite a riot? Wake up, wake up. 
in construction. America sold growth industry. Wake up, wake up. Capital follows the profit margin. Always. Always. Prison construction. America sold growth industry.
and whip. My children are hungry and my back in pain. And yet they come to rap again. It's unfair. When it comes to Africa, the world don't care. Some part people have no clothes to wear. Some walk naked, but some foot bare. Food aid, aeroplane flying in the air. White sacks of maize feeding refugees. Babies dying from curable disease. Western politics, African conflicts. Divide and rule tactics, practice. Divide and rule tactics, practice.
find it. Find your own voice and use it. Use your own voice and find it. The sounds of drizzle on dry leaves are not like sounds of insults between pedestrians. Those women laughing in the window do not sound like air conditioners on the blink. The river turtle does not breathe like a slithering or the strictor. The roar of a bull is not like the cackle of a hyena. Find your own voice and use it. Use your own voice and find it. Find your own voice and use it. Use your own voice and find it. The growl of a sea leopard is not like the teething cry of a baby. Of a barracuda is not like the gulp of a leaping whale. The speech of a tiger shark is not like the bark of an eagle fish. The scent of a gardenia is not like the scent of a tangerine. Find it, find your own voice and use it, use your own voice. 